Hey, welcome everybody to Sunday Night Live. It's four o'clock here on the West Coast of the United States. I wanna thank you for joining us wherever you are joining us in the world. And uh, before we get going, just real quick, we do have some dynamics that are uh, changing and I'm gonna have to go into some details with you tonight. Can't do it quite yet, but uh, hang with me for a few minutes and it will start to make sense. Um, I'll just put it this way. We are having a difficult time with the current platform um, uh, that is, you know, the Silicon Valley platform. Um, so uh, I will be explaining it and let me, let me get this opened up here so we're all good to go. And, um, and uh, thank you for joining us. So if you're on YouTube, um, uh, app, website, Roku, wherever you're watching, Apple TV, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, the, okay, let me just put it this way. Got a problem, and, it, and we're going to uh, end up going through some news, a little bit of the prophet Micah, Micah chapter 5 tonight, as we look at Israel's Messiah and their false Messiah. However, I've got to talk to you about some things that I cannot talk about on that current platform. I will be able to talk about them, obviously, on the app and on the website so I want to encourage you to start wrapping your mind around that. There's just some things that y'all need to know, and that's uh, a new direction, and it is the official change that we uh, have to make tonight, uh, just to be able to, to continue like we are. So uh, that's about all I can really say until a few more minutes and we go um, uh, to the app and, and website only, and Roku. It'll, it'll be on there also. Um, everything is on the website at hopeforourtimes.com. It's also on... Uh, the app, as you guys already know, all our videos and so forth. Um, and on YouTube, I can say this on YouTube, you're going to start to notice probably as early as tomorrow that uh, videos that we have done are going to start disappearing. Um, we're not going to be able to keep up any of the midweeks, much more than a few days, uh, effective now. And we'll be able to keep up all the Sunday morning messages I do, uh, portions of, of uh, Sunday nights. Um, the, what, what I'm doing right now, we'll be able to keep up, um, keep uh, on YouTube. Um, we have some other things that are coming. We're going to be adding. Fortunately, we plan to add that already prior to this news coming today. But with that, that's about all I can say right now. Um, and, uh, everything else I'll say here in a few minutes, but let's get going here. We are in Micah chapter, uh, five, number five tonight, uh, Israel's Messiah. And there, let me go back to that. Uh, Israel's Messiah and their false Messiah. We're not going to go far, uh, too far into chapter 5. It's going to become very evident why in just a few minutes. But let's go through some of these things first uh, because have got a lot to say. So here it is. There's this um, riot going on over in Atlanta. Certainly you all heard about this fiery but peaceful in Atlanta. CNN once again suggests that leftist riots are not violent. I don't know if you saw any of the pictures from that. Uh, fire burning, people getting arrested. I'm thinking Antifa's at it again. This is bad news. I mean, people are tired of this kind of stuff. But let's move over here because I find this very interesting. Saudi Arabia is open to discuss non-dollar oil trade settlements. What is this about? Folks, if this happens, this will affect the economy of the entire globe. Uh, Saudi Arabia does not feel comfortable at all with the Biden administration. 
Um, and they're looking at their other options. And Saudi Arabia, in a sense, you could say, is holding the cards and they're going, we're going to get off the dollar. Uh, there's uh, much speculation that's out there. The real reason why Saddam Hussein was taken out is because he was looking at uh, no longer trading the petrodollar um, and other people uh, for the last uh, many years uh, suddenly disappeared from this world uh, when they started saying we're not going to trade in the petrodollar anymore. Now, Saudi Arabia is a much bigger issue. Lots of things going on with Saudi Arabia. They're talking about normalization agreements because of the Abraham Accords with Israel. Uh, now Saudi Arabia is talking about this. Uh, look at what it says here under the headlines. I can read it. Saudi Arabia, the world's largest crude oil exporter, is open to discussing oil trade settlements and currencies other than the U.S. dollar. Saudi Minister of Finance Al Jadan uh, says, I don't think we are waving uh, away or ruling out any discussion that will help improve the trade around the world. During a visit to Saudi Arabia last month, Xi Jinping, the guy out of China, pledged to ramp up efforts to promote uh, the use of the yuan in energy deals. Okay, so here's the scoop. With the petrodollar, a little bit of history on it, the petrodollar came into existence following the elimination of the gold standard. Uh, then after World War II, the U.S. held most of the world's supply of gold. It agreed to redeem any U.S. dollar for its value in gold if the other countries pegged their currencies to the dollar. Other countries signed on to this deal at the 1944 Bretton Woods Conference. It established the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. Then on February 14, 1945, President Roosevelt, Franklin D. Roosevelt, initiated the alliance with Saudi Arabia. Uh, he met with Saudi King Abdi al-Aziz. Uh, the U.S. built an airfield in Darwin in return for military and business training. This alliance was so critical that it survived subsequent years of differences of opinion over the Arab-Israeli conflict. Note, the 1945 agreement between the U.S. and Saudi uh, and Saudi cemented the relationship between the dollar and oil, and the petrodollar was born. Now, here's the deal. In 1971, the United States stagflation prompted runs on the dollar, and many countries asked the, to redeem their U.S. dollars for gold and pro to protect the remaining gold reserves. Nixon removed the dollar from the gold standard, so now we have this. So basically, what's happened with the dollar now, in a nutshell, uh, the oil reserves are traded on the petrodollar. And the, the reason the dollar has value is because the government says it has value and so forth. I'm not an economist, but I'm smart enough to be able to figure out a few things. Now, when they're, with this threat, uh, Saudi saying we're no longer going to trade in petrodollar or we're going to start trading with others, Here's the thing, it would collapse the U.S. economy. But the problem is this, it's much bigger than that. It wouldn't just collapse the U.S. economy, it would pretty much uh, collapse the world economy. So even if you go over to the yuan or these other dollars, yes, things would be lifted up, but the problem is the U.S. economy is so big, there would be a massive ripple effect that would, in, that would affect the entire globe. So, you know, we hear these talks about going off the petrodollar, um, and uh, we'll see how this plays out, but it will be very devastating. When you think of the book of Revelation and the time of the great economic collapse, Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the black horse, sooner or later it's going to happen. 
Uh, we keep hearing, okay, we're, we're in a recession. We're not in a recession. I personally believe we've been in a recession. Uh, people are now predicting secularists. We're going into a great recession. What's coming is worse than the, a great depression, excuse me, worse than the one from the 1930s. Listen, I know what's coming because I know what the Bible says. What is coming is going to be far worse than the Great Depression, but I don't know when. I don't know what's going to happen with the petrodollar. I've been reading about things like this for quite some time. I don't know what's going to happen, uh, how much longer this can is going to get kicked down the road, how many more trillions of dollars are going to be spent, how many more billions of dollars are going to be given over to Ukraine to continue uh, the, this, this war. Uh, you know, war means money. Uh, you know, you, so you start looking at this, you're going, okay, very interesting dynamics. Okay, let me move on from here. A universal digital payments network launched at Davos. All right, so we've been hearing about digital currency. It's coming, and one of the things at Davos, I'm going to be talking more about this during the middle of the week, uh, but just keep that, uh, keep your mind uh, on that. Um, something else i got to show you. Check this out. Justice Department finds more classified documents at Joe Biden's home. So apparently... Uh, six more class sets of classified documents have been found uh, in the Biden household. You know, you're looking at this going, okay, what is really going on? I've been convinced, I have been since the very first set was said to have been found, found by his aides. Listen, these are White House people that are finding them, his own people, six more found. Uh, it would be impossible to convince me that the deep state does not want to get rid of him. You know, some people are saying, well, the mainstream media wants to move on from uh, Joe Biden. They, they know they need somebody else for the 2024 election. I think this is way bigger than the mainstream media. I think the mainstream media uh, is just the talking heads, and they're given the points, this is what you're going to talk about. And if they don't talk about these things, they're going to be losing their job or maybe something else. So they want to get rid of Biden. That's what's happening. The deep state wants to get rid of him or the globalists. They've gotten what they need out of Biden. He's become more of a liability than anything else. And the people that are lying in, in waiting, I think, think are just going to be even worse. If it's Gavin Newsom out of California, if he gets in there, or uh, Obama's wife, uh, if she gets in there, listen, it's going to be worse. I mean, what if Hillary comes back? Oh, oy vey. You know, you start looking at this. And by the way, with New Zealand, the prime minister just resigned. Listen, from everything I've read in the last 24 hours, the guy that's going to be taking that position, he's worse than she was. So I'm not from New Zealand. I know some of you guys are. You could probably give me the scoop on that. Look, and it's not looking good. Okay, a few more things. Going to get into Micah chapter 5, and then I'm going to turn up the heat a little bit for us all. So uh, check this out. This is something I want to talk about, Israel, because Micah chapter 5 talks about Israel. Uh, now, look at this map. Take a screenshot of it, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, the green is the Arab world. That tiny speck is Israel. So you, uh, you see that speck. It's in the square. So you can see how big Israel is. I mean, when you put it into that perspective and you look how tiny Israel is, you start to wonder why is it that the world is so much against Israel? What is it um, that they want to do? You know, what's, what's, what's the issue? Uh, why do they hate Israel? Um, listen, Israel is the bullseye. It's the spiritual bullseye. And we're going to be looking at that right now. So this is what we're going to get into. We're going to get into the coming kingdom of the true Messiah and the coming kingdom of Israel's false Messiah. 
all right? The coming kingdom of the true Messiah, the coming kingdom of Israel's false Messiah. Um, I, I love how Damon Duck said this. His article just posted. Uh, God was not wrong. He said, I was recently speaking on current events related to Bible prophecy, and it occurred to me to ask the congregation if God is wrong to tell us bad things are going to happen. Was God wrong to tell people uh, he intended to destroy the world with a flood? I think, I love his points here. Was he wrong to tell people that he intended to send 10 plagues to Egypt? That he intended to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? That he intended to use Babylon to destroy Judah or Assyria to destroy the northern kingdom? Listen, God says, repent or this is coming. Repent or this is coming. Was he wrong to do that? Was he wrong uh, to allow the Messiah to be killed? Was he wrong to, send the to say he's going to send the tribulation period? Is he wrong to say he intends to destroy the world with fire during the tribulation period? God was not wrong before. He's not wrong again. God is constantly telling people, hey, you need to repent, and this is what's coming. He gives us signs to watch for, and the signs are bad news, just like they always were in the past, whether it be the plagues of Pharaoh, the times leading up to the original days of Noah, Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, just one after another, right? So uh, the destruction of, of Jerusalem at the time of Babylon. Um, so you look at this, God sent the prophets, he sent the warnings. Was he wrong to say, this is what's going to happen, you guys need to repent? No, he's right, he's God, he is just, and he's righteous, and he demands righteousness and repentance, you obey, God blesses. You disobey, and you can expect these things. And what the Bible does with Bible prophecy, it gives us the direction that all of these things are going to go. Hence, we have the destruction of the economy. Revelation chapter 6 tells us it's going to happen. Uh, we have uh, wars and rumors of wars. Uh, Jesus said that was going to happen. The rider on the red horse. Uh, one thing after another, the destruction of the environment that's spoken of in the book of Revelation is entirely different from the climate talks that are going on today. So God's not wrong. He's telling us this, these things are coming and wake up. He tells us exactly how they're going to happen. And uh, he even tells us, listen, if you don't repent and you don't surrender to Christ, then you're going to end up going through uh, this thing called the tribulation if you are one who is alive during those days. Okay. But right now, I want to look at the coming of Israel's true Messiah. And in Micah chapter 5, Micah wrote, Now gather yourself in troops, O daughter of troops. He has laid siege against us. They will strike the judge of Israel with a rod on the cheek. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one, the ruler of Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. That's the prophecy that the Messiah, Jesus, would be born in Bethlehem. Uh, Therefore, he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. All right, so looking at this, uh, I want to go over this just, just for a couple of minutes. I'm going to do whatever I can to, um, to, to talk on this channel as long as I can. Um, but just considering some of these things, 
Here we're looking at uh, the real Messiah, and we're told that he is going to be born in Bethlehem. Uh, Bethel means house of God. Bethlehem uh, be house of bread. So Bethlehem, uh, house of bread. Um, and certainly Jesus is the bread of life. Uh, and he's coming out of Ephrathah, Bethlehem Ephrathah, which means fruitful. Uh, so speaking of fruitful, Ruth and Boaz both got married in Bethlehem and were fruitful. Uh, David was born in Bethlehem. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It was a small, insignificant city in the eyes of men, but God did great things in and through that city. And many thought of it as, as being a useless place to live. Listen, uh, be encouraged. You might think, man, uh, there's nothing good that can ever come out of me. Listen, in Christ, God can do great things out of anybody who's just willing to be surrendered and say, here I am, Lord. I'm Bethlehem's just this little city, podunk place. Could anything good come out of there? Could anything good come out of Nazareth? God does remarkable things through small people and small places in the world's mindset. Uh, but in verse 3, uh, it says this. Let me read this again. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth, and then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. So what's that? Well, verse 3, this she who gives birth uh, really has a, a dual application to both Mary and to the nation of Israel. How do we know the nation of Israel and Mary? Because it applies to the first coming of Christ, and it also applies to his second coming. Think of this. Uh, verse 3, he shall give them up until the time is what verse 3 says. Micah anticipates a future time partially fulfilled in the Babylonian exile and return, ultimately fulfilled in the great tribulation and restoration of Israel when the Lord will seem distant from Israel until the time for the full restoration, uh, it, it, until the time is ready. The full restoration when Jesus comes back. So you have the prophecies of the first coming of Christ here. You have the prophecies of the second coming of Christ. Also in verse 3, the, Then the remnant of his brethren shall return. He shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord. After the time of Israel's trial, uh, the Lord will restore gloriously. Uh, the ruler born in Bethlehem will tenderly care for his flock in the strength of the Lord. Everything's involved here. Babylon destroying the first time. And then Jesus coming the first time, and then Israel suffering again during the tribulation, and then Jesus coming back. You put all of this language together, it's the only way that any of this language here even makes any sense. Verse 4, they shall abide, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. The greatness of the ruler of Bethlehem becomes the standing of his people. They abide because of his greatness because of the Lord's greatness. Again, verse 2, he'd be born in Bethlehem. The rest of the verses is about Babylon, Bethlehem, Israel going through the trials of the tribulation, Jesus coming back. Verse 5, this one shall be peace. Who is that about? That is about Jesus. It isn't just that the ruler from Bethlehem, Bethlehem brings peace. It is that he is peace. Okay. Just one more thing. Then we're going to make a switch. So listen, I, I'll say this now. Get ready to go over to, uh, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, get ready to go over to hopeforourtimes.com. The website, this is live on the website. It's live on Roku. It's live on the app. If you have the app, you're already on it. Great. Um, if you're on the website, you can watch it there. 
uh, by the way, to do chat, to get involved in chat just like you do on YouTube, all you got to do is just put in your email address and, and uh, you're off to the races. So it's pretty simple to do if you want to get involved in the chat there. By the way, by doing that, it also allows me to send out an email to you guys uh, if I need to, which it looks like these days are definitely heating up. Okay, one more thing before we go there, but at least in your mind, get ready to switch over to the app or the website if you're, on you, uh, if you're only on YouTube. Okay, this continues, verse 5. Listen to this. When the Assyrian comes into our land, and when he treads in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princely men. They shall waste the sword, the land uh, of Assyria, and the land of Nimrod at its entrances. Thus he shall deliver us from the Assyrian when he comes into our land, and when he treads within our borders. So uh, we're going to get into the, the whole thing with the Assyrian. Um, not right this minute, though. Uh, so uh, because there's many people out there, uh, people I know that say, well, see, the, the Antichrist, so switches from Jesus in the first five verses, it switches to Antichrist. Um, that's why we're looking at the coming of Israel's true Messiah and the coming of Israel's false Messiah. But there's many teachers out there to say, well, this is evidence that the false Christ is, he's Islamic. Uh, he comes from the Muslim nations or the Arab nations, I should say. He's known as the Assyrian here. So this is going to come up to some great conversation we're going to have uh, uh, next Sunday. But right now, I got to tell you something else. So uh, here's the story, morning glory. Everything is going to change what we're doing uh, on YouTube right now, and if you want to find out what's going on, uh, I, it's like I'm in a position, I have no choice. I mean, my choice is go along with the system and, uh, and, and compromise everything I believe that's true and right, or tell the truth and don't go along with the system. So um, the, the changes have to be made, and I'm, I'm bummed out about it, but I knew this day was going to come. Um, so... So it's arrived, and I'll fill you in what has happened over the weekend, news that came to me. So if you want to, if you're on YouTube, head on over to uh, either hopeforourtimes.com, go to the website. By the way, if you have a phone, it, this is all you got to do if you have a phone, is uh, if you have a smartphone, you can just, you, you open up to this window here, this is an iPhone, and all you got to do is just click that, screen mirroring. That's all it is, screen mirroring. You can do it with a droid. You can do it with, an, uh, with an, uh, an iPhone. And what it does is enables you to cast your phone or mirror your phone on your TV if you've got a smart TV. Then you can sit there on your couch in your chair from your phone and watch on your TV. It doesn't matter if it's a 27-inch TV or a 100-inch TV. If you've got it, you can watch on your TV so you don't have to sweat it. You can watch right from the app. And if, you're, if you don't have a phone, you got a, you, you got a desktop or a, 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 a laptop, hey, you can watch it right there also. You can do a full screen on there and watch the whole thing. So you're not going to be uh, left out. So with that, but it is time to go on over and I will explain everything to you all. So if you can head on over to the app, if you're joining us later on tomorrow, you can still go on to the app. You can go on the website. All of the messages are on the app. They are on the website. You can watch uh, messages that were previously done. They're all there, but uh, things are changing. So head on over to the app with me if you're not already there or already on YouTube, and uh, we'll start working through some things. So 
Uh, let's go. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.